It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Rankings, position battle previews, and burning questions for the offense and defensive lines. That's coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Welcome into your Monday episode of Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much for making Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day every day. And don't forget that you can subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're joining me on YouTube, please click that like button. It'll help other Commanders fans find the show just like you did. And if you want to continue this conversation, you can join me over on subtext at joinsubtext.com slash locked on commanders. And I'm your host, David Harrison at D Harrison 82 on Twitter at D Harrison underscore 82 on threads, credential member of the media and Washington commanders beat reporter for commander country, a part of sports illustrated's fan nation covering your Washington commanders here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our every dares. And as always, I appreciate you for your support of the show on today's episode of locked on commanders. We're going back to, our Monday preview, our position group preview series, and we're going into the trenches. And we're talking about offensive line. We're talking about defensive linemen here as we continue to progress and make our way towards NFL training camp. Only two full weeks left. Uh, and then in that third week, at the end of that third week, granted, it's the end of the week, but still in that third week, we will uh, officially begin training camp. Before we dive into this preview, though, I do need to tell you today's episode brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs which will help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. We're going to talk ranking and fantasy implications, maybe of some of the offensive line and defensive linemen this year. And we've got some burning questions for those units as well entering training camp. But before we get there, Let's start as we have started, uh, well, the last position group preview. We're going to continue that trend here in this one with the pre-training camp, entering training camp, starting depth chart for the offensive line. We're going to talk offensive line here, then we're going to move to the defensive line, and then we'll continue on with the episode. So entering into training camp, your starting offensive line, your starting five are going to be left tackle Charles Leno Jr. Left guard is going to be Sadiq Charles. Your center is Nick Gates. Your right guard is going to be Sam Cosby, and your right tackle is going to be free agent signing Andrew Wiley. Now, moving into the training camp battles and storylines involving those five or even the depth guys, right? Well, I think the first storyline you have to look at is the fact that four of these five offensive linemen are new starters compared to last year's group. And I am including Sam Cosme, who was last year's starting right tackle. I know he got some right guard burn, and that's fair. So if you don't want to count Sam, uh, among those, that's fine. You know, that's if that's your prerogative. It's still three out of five. It's still over 50%. And that is a big turnover from one year to the next. So for me, I'm counting it as four because we've got a new starting right guard. You've got a new starting center, new starting left guard, and a new starting right tackle. The only constant, Charles Leno Jr., uh, the left tackle. Lisa Deacon and Sam were on the team last year, right? So, so there's some continuity in that fashion. Nick Gates 
coming over from the New York Giants, Andrew Wiley coming over from the Kansas City Chiefs. But both of those guys bringing a little bit of edge in Nick Gates, a little bit of nastiness on the field, a little bit of attitude that I think this offensive line was maybe missing in some of the right ways, right? Andrew Norwell certainly had attitude. I don't know if it really benefited his teammates, though. I think Nick Gates' attitude will kind of benefit his teammates. Andrew Wiley brings that veteran-savvy experience, Super Bowl winner, and he knows Eric Bieniemy, So he's certainly already uh, been having an impact on getting that offensive line unit uh, ready for Eric Bieniemy's offense and helping them kind of accelerate the learning curve because the ZB offense, it can be simple, but it can also be somewhat complicated. If you're looking for a position battle, I think Sadiq Charles versus Chris Paul is probably the closest one we're going to get. We're going to talk a little bit about that as well, but two guys are kind of looking to prove themselves. Chris Paul's in his second season after being a seventh-round draft pick, and he's had some good things really kind of said about him. Sadiq Charles looking to not only stay healthy, but also get into and hold a position on the starting offensive line. So we'll see what happens with those two guys. And I think the realist, maybe the most uh, the most real, uh, if you want to put it that way, uh, position group battle here from the offensive line in training camp is going to be the battle for the swing tackle position. You've got Cornelius Lucas, I think probably has the inside track on that job. But then you've also got Trent Scott, who came over from the Pittsburgh Steelers. And you got Braden Daniels, who, you know, look, he's been called a guard. He's been called a tackle. He's listed by the commanders on their official team website as an offensive lineman. I can tell you I've seen him get reps at both guard and tackle during the OTA minicamp period. But I think he probably does end up being more of a tackle. So I think I'm going to put him in kind of that swing tackle conversation. Again, I think Cornelius Lucas has the inside track on that job. And I think Brayden Daniels and Trent Scott are kind of battling out to be the second swing tackle, which is kind of like the seventh uh, guy on the offensive line. So some interesting facts and stats, facts and stats for uh, the 2022 Washington Commanders offensive line group. Uh, from 2022 to 2023, the Commanders are losing 38 combined starts from last year uh, this offseason. Andrew Norwell, who is still technically part of the team but is expected to be released once he's healthy enough to actually be released, uh, it had 16. Trey Turner had 12. Wes Schweitzer with six. Chase Roulier with two. And Nick Martin with two. All of those starts, 38 in total, gone from this year's offensive line, which you kind of expect with all the turnover. Uh, that we just discussed, right? Last year, the Commanders played 11 different offensive linemen as starters uh, in 2022. So hopefully not going to have that many different starters this season. Another interesting stat from the 2022, really more of a looking into 2023, I suppose, but uh, rookie center, Ricky Schromberg could be the lowest snap count third round pick as a rookie since Ron Rivera arrived. I don't know if he's really said that very well. Basically, here's what I'm talking about. In 2022, Brian Robinson Jr., the Commanders third round pick, Played on 351 snaps. 2021, Benjamin St. Juice was the third-round pick. He played 412. 2020, Antonio Gibson was Ron Rivera's first third-round pick uh, with the Commanders, and he played, AG played 405 snaps. But Ricky Stromberg expected to be the backup center. He's going to get some special teams reps here probably, maybe some big line stuff uh, he comes in. But if he doesn't hit at least 351 snaps, which it seems a little bit outside of injury, knock on wood, that that's not a situation, but outside of injury, it doesn't seem likely that Ricky Schromberg will do that. So he will become the third round pick uh, from the Ron, the Ron Rivera era uh, to have the fewest snaps in his rookie season. So that's our quick bird's eye view dive of the offensive line, flipping over to the defensive line, your starters uh, headed entering training camp. I mean, we know this, right? Chase Young and Montez Sweater, your bookends, your tackles are Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne. Camp battles and storylines. Really, it's about the backups and the depth, right? The backup defensive tackle battle, Fedarian Mathis, 
uh, highly touted rookie last year, did a lot of good things in training camp and in the preseason, injured in the first week of the season, lost his entire rookie year because of it. John Ridgway uh, ends up coming in. He did really, really well for himself. I think he surprised a lot of people uh, with his play. He's got an injury right now, so they're kind of flip-flopping back and forth. Hopefully we get both these guys healthy for training camp and see which one of them is going to be DT number three, which one's going to be DT number four. Backup defensive end battle, James Smith-Williams, the veteran who's had to step up for this team multiple times over the last couple of years versus K.J. Henry, the rookie, who's going to win that battle, who's going to become the third defensive end on the field. And then you have the Chase Young and Montez Sweat contract race. The, the further we get into this, the more convinced I am that basically the commanders are going to come out of this season, look at both of these guys and say, we want to go forward with you more than we want to go forward with the other guy. We're going to give you the contract, the other guy. Thank you for your service, and you're going to be on your way. So some interesting facts and stats from 2022 among the defensive line. It's all about the defensive ends. Chase Young's last 11 starts actually predates 2022 a little bit. Uh, 31 tackles, one and a half sacks, five quarterback hits, three tackles for loss. Montez Sweat, same or not same games, but his last 11 starts, 25 tackles, five sacks, 14 QB hits, and eight tackles for loss. James Smith-Williams, his last 11 starts, 19 tackles, two sacks, 13 quarterback hits, four tackles for loss. So where they rank in tackles, Chase Young is leading the three. But then you've got Sweat, then you've got Smith-Williams. In sacks, it's Sweat, Smith-Williams, and Young, and it's that same order. Montez Sweat, James Smith-Williams, Chase Young in sacks, quarterback hits, and tackles for losses in each player's last 11 starts. If you give a point value, one for first place, two for second place, three for third place, and average them out, Montez Sweat is leading the trio with an average of 1.25. James Smith-Williams is second with 2.25. Chase Young pulling up the rear with 2.5. So I think if you're Chase Young, You've got to at least produce better than what James Smith-Williams has been doing in your absence. You've got to meet and beat those numbers to uh, to get a new contract. So those are some storylines, some battles for the defensive line, our bird's-eye view of both sides of the trenches. Next up, we're going to talk about a burning question from each unit, and that's coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we're doing that thanks to our friends over at LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available, and that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free, and it's so easy to post a job that even I could do it if I was actually hiring people, but I'm not, but you are. And once you get your job posted, throw the purple hashtag hiring frame on your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are hiring. Simple tools like screening questions are going to make it easy for you to focus in on candidates with the right skills and experience so that you can quickly isolate the people you want to talk to and the people you want to hire. It's why small businesses rank LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
Locked On Commanders, your first listen or your first view of the day. Every day, speaking of everydayers, we got a brand new mailbag episode dropping tomorrow. And again, just a couple of full weeks left until the beginning of training camp. So if you want to throw down your questions, we've already got some that we've got to stash away. But if you want to throw down some questions, throw them in the YouTube comments. Hit me on Twitter, email, subtexters. You know what to do. Or if you want to join subtext, join subtext.com slash locked on commanders and you can get in on all that fun and you can talk to me straight through your text messaging. It's it's super easy. Speaking of subtext, our commander subtexters, subtexters sent me some burning questions for Washington's offensive and defensive line groups. And we're going to get started with the offensive side of things. Uh, and basically, I got the same question in different multiple in different ways. I got one saying uh well not so happy are we really starting Sadiq Charles at left guard um generally speaking what's up with the left guard spot right that's really what the question is uh and and somebody asked why hasn't Andrew Norwell been released yet I think it just basically kind of covered that he's recovering from an injury he's on the pup physically unable to perform list he can't be released uh, until he comes off of that thing so basically once he's healthy enough to come off of the pup then he will be released uh, at which time he will then continue his NFL career uh, elsewhere, but basically, what's going on with the left guard spot again? Last year, Andrew Norwell uh, manned that spot for all but one game. That one game was against the Dallas Cowboys. Chris Paul uh, started that game, if if I remember correctly. And well, I know Chris Paul started the last game. I think Andrew Norwell started every other game uh, before that. So, with this year's left guard spot, you basically have Sadiq Charles, who is in there right now as the number one, and you got Chris Paul last year, seventh round draft pick, and really, it's similar to the quote-unquote position battle that we're seeing at quarterback between Sam Howell and Jacoby Brissett. Only the circumstances as far as contextualizing the player is flipped, right? So in the quarterback situation, you've got the young quarterback playing on a rookie deal, Sam Howell, who is getting the first-team reps. He's it's, it's considered a battle, right? But it's Sam Howell getting first crack to win the job, and by, by getting first crack and winning the job, he's getting all the first-team reps. Jacoby Brissett getting all the second team reps. So basically we're seeing the same situation with the left guard spot, except the young guy, Chris Paul is the backup, the older guy. He's not an old guy, right? But the older guy, Sidney Charles is the guy who is number one right now, getting first crack at winning or losing the job. Now, Sidney Charles, again, all first team reps in OTAs, all the first team reps during the mini camp. And so far, Limited contact, no contact, no pads. So it's, again, take it with a grain of salt. But so far, you've seen nothing to suggest that he is going to be losing his grip on that job anytime soon. Now, going back through his history, played only one game in 2020, his rookie year due to injury. Played 10 games with four starts in 2021. Played 13 games with three starts last year in 2022. So career high in games played last year, but not as career high in games started. Uh, has suffered multiple injuries during the course of those three seasons to uh, ankle, I think ankle, foot, calf, knee, concussion, and he's been sick. Like he's he's had a lot of injuries, a lot of issues that he had to deal with uh, over the last few years. But when he's on the field, has looked for the most part solid, especially when you consider this is a guy who hasn't gotten to get a whole lot of repetition, a whole lot of you know runway, kind of get into a groove and be on, on the field consistently. Graded as high as 67.6 overall by PFF. That's a light shade, shade of yellowish green, right? So borderline green, but still in the yellow. Uh, that came in 2021, considered a better run blocker than he is a pass blocker. But Coach Ron Rivera, offensive coordinator, assistant head coach Eric Bieniemy, and assistant offensive line coach Travell Wharton, who will be the offensive line coach. I did get a question about that as well for the burning questions uh, from a subtexter about what's going on with the offensive line coach position. Travell Wharton is officially right now the assistant offensive line coach. 
but he will be the offensive line coach. Coach Vera has said that they're basically waiting on the new ownership situation to take hold. Once that happens, they can execute some new contracts. Travell Wharton is your offensive line coach. So just, just op- they're operating that way already. So just, just, just kind of, you know, put it in your brain that Travell Wharton is the offensive line coach. All three of those guys though, have all come out and supported city Charles and his efforts and his ability to be a starting left guard for this team. So, you know, some of that could be coach speak certainly, but you know, that that's just kind of the situation that we're in. Chris Paul, really it's all about potential, right? And coach Vera also mentioned this off season that there were defensive guys who came to him and said, coach, you got to keep an eye on this kid. Coach, you got to talk about this kid. Um, Zach Selby reported on those quotes in his defensive line preview series, I want to say. Uh, so make sure you read that. I read a lot of Zach stuff. Zach's a cool, cool guy, but also very good at his job. So make sure you're reading uh, Zach Selby stuff at commanders.com. So Coach Vera being approached by other defensive players unsolicited, telling him, yo, this, this Chris Paul guy is for real. So there's there's some positives, some upside there. Only the one start right against the Dallas Cowboys but he did end up with the second highest run blocking grade among commanders guards in 2022, with a 56.9 pass blocking grade to go along with it. Coming out of Tulsa in 2022, he had the sixth highest athleticism grade of all guards at the NFL scouting combine. So I think that's really something uh, that this commander's offense, especially with Eric B enemy, a lot of pulling, a lot of shifting, a lot of little bit of everything. Uh, I think that's something that will really help Chris Paul uh, accelerate his, his growth within the Eric B enemy system so good question offensive side of things what's up with the left guard spot again i got multiple versions of it but essentially uh, all asking kind of what's going on with that spot defense side of things how big of an impact will chase young make on the defense this year from a defensive standpoint not from a personal standpoint right and that's a tough question to answer because honestly my kind of question my 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 question back to that would be how much of an impact is there left to make right so when you look at this Washington Commanders defense last year, seventh fewest in points allowed in 2022. In fact, if you expand that a little bit, only two NFC playoff teams, the San Francisco 49ers and the Dallas Cowboys, had gave up fewer points in 2022. Those are the only two teams. And the Dallas Cowboys only gave up one fewer point than the Washington Commanders. That's probably an extra point. You know what I'm saying? So it's not really like the defense did it. So only the Niners, only the Cowboys gave up fewer points and made the playoffs than the Washington Commanders. That means five NFC playoff teams, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the New York Giants, the Minnesota Vikings, the Seattle Seahawks, and the Philadelphia Eagles all gave up, surrendered more points to opponents last year, but all of them made the postseason. So it's really not a question to me of how good can the defense be? How good will the defense be? The defense is already there. The defense is already a playoff postseason caliber team and once you're in the tournament you have a shot at the title you know what i mean so to me the defense is already there in in terms of is this team ready to compete for a championship what needs to catch up is the offense right and that's where eric Bieniemy hopefully is going to come in that's where some of these young guys brian robinson john dodson cole turner in their second seasons and that's where hopefully sam howell can be smart enough to distribute be the point guard uh, and get the ball in the right hands but back to defense right so you look at some other rankings here in 2022 to find where chase young can make his impact. Uh, the, the defense was 11th in yards per play, so that's really solid. 16th in rush yards per play, top half. 10th in yard pass yards per play, always want to be top 10. 6th in sack rate, better than top 10. And then they were first in fewest first downs per game, third down defense, and goal to go defense. Literally can't get better. I mean, you can't, you can always get better, right? But from a statistical performance production-based standpoint, that's what this is, production-based business, can't get any better than what the commanders did last year. So where can Chase make his biggest impacts? I think yards per run, right? If we go back to that trio comparison, him, Montez Sweat, and James Smith-Williams, 
he had the most tackles. I think that's significant. And I think if Chase Young can play within his assignment, but also make those tackles at or behind the line of scrimmage or yard or two past the line of scrimmage, that will help the yards per run uh, play average come down, get them into the top 10, top 12, you know, wherever you can get in, in there. And then interception rate. Faster quarterback pressures means quicker throws from quarterbacks, mean more aggressive defensive backs. And you already know Emmanuel Forbes, Quan Martin specifically, both those young guys are really looking to read quarterbacks and make aggressive plays. And when even when opposing offenses try to hit him with a double move, if your quarterback doesn't have time, the double move doesn't matter. If he can demand double teams, Chase Young, if he can get his play this year to a, a point where teams have to dedicate extra blockers to him, and that's fewer weapons for opposing offense because they're already doubling or they're already committing extra guys to Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, Montez Sweat does some good things. If both those guys can kick it up a notch, really force opposing offenses to minimize their own weapons on the field, you're doing part of the offenses or you're doing part of your secondary job for them just by taking receivers, running backs, and tight ends off the field or out of the passing tree. So that's kind of where I think Chase Young can probably make uh, his biggest impact post training camp depth chart projections on the O line. I think we've got the unit set, guys. I think Charles Leno is going to be your left tackle. I think Sadiq Charles is going to be your left guard. Nick Gates at center. Sam Cosme right guard. Andrew Wiley right tackle. I really don't think while there's a battle, quote unquote, between Sadiq Charles and Chris Paul, I really don't see it going uh, any other way than Sadiq Charles. Again, outside of injuries, knock on wood, that doesn't happen. Uh, I do think Cornelius, Lucas, Trent Scott, Chris Paul, Braden Daniels, Ricky Stromberg all make the active roster. That gives you 10 offensive linemen. Maybe they go with an additional one. The rest of them are probably going to the practice squad. Defensive line, again, you're starting four set. Young, Allen, Payne, and Sweat. Uh, James Smith-Williams, you, you can't not have him on the active roster if he's healthy. K.J. Henry, John Ridgeway, Fedarian Mathis, those are your backups. Uh, again, you might get you know F.A. Obata, Casey Tuhill. Abdullah Anderson, like those are certainly guys that could compete for active spots depending on how many they want to keep. But those are the ones that I'll project here right now. Of course, we'll do our full initial 53-man projection at the end of training camp. But to close this season, we're going to take a look at some rankings for the offensive line, defensive line. That's next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders. And we're doing all of this thanks to our friends over at Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs make you look, look good with stretch khaki shorts that are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg giving you a truly sculpted look. They achieve this by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but it stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Plus, Bird Dogs use anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that helps keep you cool and dry all day long. I just took my son and his best friend up to New York for the weekend, and I was in Bird Dogs the entire time. You're gonna, They are my go-to for any time. I have to travel, and you know the football season coming up. I got to travel a lot, so when you travel, or when you're just looking to lounge, if I'm just sitting out on the back porch or sitting out on the back deck, I do the same, I do the exact same thing. If I can be in my bird dogs joggers or my bird dog shorts, I am in them. Believe me, I'm actually looking to get up some of the pairs of khakis for the NFL season as well, so I can even be in the press box in my bird dogs. It's just going to be bird dogs 365, 24-7. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NFL right now, and you will get a Yeti-style tumbler. We're showing them off. I had this. I took it with me to New York. It goes with me. If I am doing this or if I am in my car, this tumbler is with me. So just this, even if even if you don't love the shorts or the pants like I do, the tumbler is is worth uh, the price of admission. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NFL to get your Yeti style tumbler. You're not going to want to take your bird dogs off and you're going to want to drink out of your bird dogs tumbler everywhere you go. 
promise you that. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Up this offensive line, defensive line position group preview episode with some rankings. Position group Monday leading us up to uh, training camp week. And uh, we're going to start off with PFF ranking the offensive line. Sam Monson of Pro Football Focus ranks the commander's offensive line number 27. Now that's down from number 20 at the end of the regular season. Uh, PFF and, and Monson project Stromberg to be the starter at center. And they project Gates to be the starter at left guard. That is not what it looks like on the practice field. I'm not going to lie. I thought that had a little bit of chance. I thought maybe Stromberg, Gates, you know, one of them guard, one of them center had some potential as well uh, at the beginning, like pre-rookie minicamp. But looking at the team, what they've done at rookie camp, at OTA's minicamp, it doesn't look that way. It looks like Gates at center and it looks like uh, City Charles at left guard. Um, talks about this, the significant turnover. Look, I'm not mad at the number 27 overall ranking. Hopefully you guys aren't either. I mean, with this much turnover, it's just really hard to say this is what I expect from this unit before you ever see them put pads on. So you kind of have to expect a, a lower grade just because of that. Um, but I do think that the positions they replaced, you know, unfortunately, Chase Rulia with the injuries, you know, Andrew Norwell with some of his struggles, Trey Turner and all like, I think they made the replacements at the right place. And if you're going to do a three fifths, four fifths uh, replacement of your starting offensive line, I think this, this team made the right decisions on which pieces they replaced first. Uh, so that's significant turnover, certainly uh, an impact there. Sorry. So all the changes, um, so, or Sam also says all the changes don't help Sam. How uh, honestly, I don't know how much that really impacts to be, to be completely honest with you. I don't think it's really that big of a deal. Because uh, even if he had last year's offensive line, like let's say the starting five from last year was completely intact, um, he didn't practice with him all last year. Right, he wasn't a starting quarterback, so he only got one week of practice with him, only one one game. Uh, and even in that game, both Cosme and Leno started the game that Sam Howell did. They're both on the starting five, so I mean two fifths of it, right? Chris Paul was also on that starting lineup, uh, not in the starting lineup right now, but he was still there at least. Um, looking at some individual rankings, Pro Football Focus ranks Charles Leno Jr. the 30th overall offensive tackle in the National Football League. Sam Cosme is the 31st graded or ranked guard. Uh, turning over the defense, PFF has this unit's or this team's defensive line third in the NFL, and they wrote, "Quote: It remains to be seen whether edge defender Chase Young will still be on the roster when the season kicks off." But as things stand, Washington's starting defensive line consists of four four, four former first round picks. The interior is led by Jonathan Allen, who is graded among the top 20 interior defenders for three straight seasons. And on the edge, they have Montez Sweat, who earned a career-high 86.4 grade that ranked eighth among players at the position last season. End quote. Uh, so the national media continues to be obsessed with the idea of trading Chase Young. And I'm not going to pretend we haven't talked about it here on this show, but since the draft, I mean, yeah, it just it, if it happens, I will be really, really surprised. Guys. That's all I'm going to say. I don't see it happening. Uh, but, you know, we're going to keep talking about it because the national media keeps talking about it. Uh, Niners and Eagles, 
the only teams that were ranked ahead of Washington here in defensive line grades. Uh, those are two pretty solid defensive lines, so I don't necessarily hate that. Next best after Washington in the NFC were the Dallas Cowboys. So from number three to number eight, all AFC teams. Number eight, Dallas Cowboys were the next highest ranking. So you had the Eagles, Commanders, and Cowboys all in the top ten defensive lines. Good luck, NFC East quarterbacks. It's going to be uh, do a lot of cardio. There's going to be a lot of running this season. CBS Sports gave Washington's interior defensive line, so Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, an honorable mention in its top 10 defensive position group rankings. So that was an interesting uh, way of going about it. And then as far as fantasy, uh, look, there are no offensive line fantasy rankings. You're not drafting offensive linemen. But, you know, keep an eye on this offensive line during training camp. Keep it keep in, in touch with, with the news, the notes. You know, this show, obviously, we're going to be talking about it ever, after every practice. Uh, subtexters, you know, you're going to be getting live text during training camp practices from me. Um, and, and if that's something you want to know in real time, you know, how, how do the blocks look? especially once the pads come on, by all means, uh, I'll shoot those to you as well. So, you know, though, keep an eye on that update. And then obviously preseason, depending on when you draft, hopefully you could see at least two preseason games before you draft. If not, you're kind of drafting blind. But keep an eye on that offensive line, man, because if, if that offensive line looks improved, that will certainly improve position uh, play by Brian Robinson Jr. and Antonio Gibson. So, you know, if you've got, if you're kind of targeting, like say B-Rob in like, I don't know, the sixth round, and you see this offensive line doing really well. Maybe you want to bump that up to the fifth round. Um, individual defensive players, not every league uses them. Um, some players, some leagues do use them. My money league does use them, but there are, I mean, defensive linemen aren't usually uh, targets there. The top of uh, the top 162 individual defensive players listed by Fantasy Pros, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau is the last ranked, lowest ranked defensive end on the list out of the top 162. He's the 10th ranked. Defensive end. So the top 10 defensive ends come in near the bottom 162, number 127 overall. Uh, for what it's worth, Montez Sweat had more sacks, eight sacks compared to Thibodeau's four, uh, only three fewer tackle, tackles, 15 more quarterback hits. But Kayvon Thibodeau did have a fumble return for a touchdown. That's huge for his fantasy status. So maybe that's why he got the edge. Um, but don't draft defensive linemen as your individual defensive players. That's, I think that's kind of the point. So not a lot of fantasy relevancy. Uh, they're outside of maybe what they can do for your team. So, you know, again, going back to what can Chase Young really do for this defense. Look, if he's getting home, uh, you know, you, if you make Cameron Curl, for example, your individual defensive player, Cam might get some some more interception opportunities because the defensive front is getting better pressure. So that's how they're going to impact your fantasy. You're not going to draft them, but they could have an impact. Just keep an eye for those news and notes during training camp. And then obviously keep an eye on the preseason games to see how they're firing off. Speaking of firing off, that's going to wrap it up for today's episode. Coming up tomorrow, another mailbag episode. If you want to get your question in, in for that or future episodes, drop them in the YouTube comments. Email them to lockedoncommanders at gmail.com. Hit me on Twitter at dharrison82. Hit me on threads at dharrison underscore 82. Or hit me at subtext. As always, thank you so much for making Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day every day. And every day, thank you for coming through on a consistent basis like you do. Remember, you can continue this conversation with me on subtext, just go to joinsubtext.com slash locked on commanders. Thank you so much for making me a part of your day, part of your routine. And if you have anything else Washington Commanders related you want to know or want to discuss, make sure you also follow me on Twitter at dharrison82. Until we speak again, please be safe, be kind, and I'll see you next time for another episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. <laughs>
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 